You're listening to Pod of the Pops, the podcast for reliving and reloving pop culture. Series one, The Spice Girls, Solo Careers. Welcome back to episode two of Victoria Beckham's solo career from 2007. I am comedian Aaron Twitchin, an English rose between two Scottish thistles. Hi. Hi. I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Karen. So it's 2007. It's during the Spice Girls Return of Tour. And we find ourselves with Victoria trying to set herself up in America. The Beckhams are already quite big over there, but this is them really gunning to be as big as they can get over there. So we get a lot of crossover TV stuff. Yeah. Victoria appears in the fourth season finale of Project Runway, mm-hmm. preemptively saying, I am fashion. I love that show so much. I was excited to see her in it. I So I'm a convert to Project Runway now that it's on Netflix. Mm. And there's only four seasons and this is not one of the seasons. I don't understand what's happening with Netflix and Project Runway. Yeah, it makes me very sad because there are like up to there's over 10 seasons there's so many it's good yeah it's very good oh, I want it so shout out to Netflix please put more up please thank you and if you'd like to sponsor us Netflix please get in touch <laughs> it's a hate crime Natalia Jenny one of you will be out Natalia you're in I'm sorry, Jenny, that means you're out. Off he does So Victoria Beckham has shot five documentaries, official ones, over, over the years. The only one I want to talk about is the one that came out in 2007, Victoria Beckham Coming to America. Was that shown over here? Yes. I think I have body swerved that. <laughs> It's a funny documentary. It was originally meant to be a six-part reality series, Mm -hmm. but they condensed to a one-hour special. Right. This is the greatest acting role of Victoria's life, (laughs) because she is playing the role of Paris Hilton for a full hour. Yeah. It's really gone down the sort of housewife, I'm a bit clever, dumb. She's very smart in it, but she's not very worldly about things. Like, there's an episode where she's trying to bake a pie and she doesn't really know how to bake a pie and she's just... Oh my God. I think people probably see me as a miserable, pouty bitch, but it's really actually not me. You should read what you have to do next. You've got to make it like sand. Add the shortening and process until the mixture has textured, of course, sand. Oh, I'm getting now you're reading it. Uh, what a cock. <laughs> I laugh every day. I smile a lot. I laugh a lot. Um, probably too much. It's probably a bit annoying sometimes because I find it quite hard to take things seriously. But did you, like, spit in the food? You know, if someone was never. mean to you? No? I would never do that. I would. I'd definitely spit in people's food if I worked in a restaurant. What celebrity, like, if you had to pick right now that you would spit in their food? Who would it be? What about Eddie Murphy? I'd spit in his food, definitely. Yeah, because he's got a little... Chop his dick off, too. Yeah, ooh. Although she does eat apples from a jar. Oh, wow. wow. The only pictures of Victoria Beckham eating. 
And there's the scene with the driving test. That's one of my favourite bits. Where she goes to the DVLA or whatever the American equivalent is. Yeah, it's um, just a bit cringy. Oh, no, I think it's funny when they're like, can you sign here? And she's like, who shall I make it out to? And they're like, no, we don't want your autograph. We just want you to sign yeah. your driving licence. Yeah, that does, it seems very contrived. She is not as silly as that is. She's yeah. really playing a stupid She's role. playing it, yeah. yeah. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. You are Victoria? Yes, Bill. Nice to meet you, Victoria. May I have a signature? Yes. You mean to write it to anyone? Oh, not on what you mean in actual... No, just for the text. Okay. <laughs> have a seat and good luck. When you change lanes... Victoria, do you need anything? Is it illegal? To have one or more light on inside the car when you're driving. Yes. Excuse me. Oh my god, I thought you was gonna hit me then. I'm so sorry. I'm paranoid about people in my back. Have a conversation with that lady. You're not over here asking no questions. No, no, no. I was asking about my hair. Okay, well, you know, not supposed to be no conversation. Okay, okay. Just supposed to be doing the test, okay? Okay. All right. Watching you. I'm watching you too, Bill. But sense of humor spice. She yeah, knows how yeah. to send herself up. Yeah. There's like a scene where they go for like earthquake testing, like to prepare them for an earthquake. <laughs> wow. And the guy says, what would you do in an earthquake? What things would you grab? And she's like, first I would change into heels because I cannot be seen not in my heels. <laughs> things like this. She's funny in it. Yeah. 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 It's worth a watch. It's on YouTube. Thank you, Victoria Feckham Franz Brazil. <laughs> As ever. For As legally ever. uploading that. Yeah. It was beaten in the ratings by a rerun of Wife Swap. Oh, no. Oh, I remember that. That was equally as bad. It doesn't get the justice it deserves. It's a funny show. And she looks great in it as well. That's when she has the blonde, the shorter blonde, mm-hmm. long at yeah, the front. Yeah. Lauren's still styling it now. Still got it. <laughs> she also makes a cameo in an episode of Ugly Betty. I love so, the show at the time. A fine day for a posh wedding. She plays the role of Victoria Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> she plays that so well. Yeah. Arguably, she is the best at playing Victoria Beckham. Yes. So she's Wilhelmina's chief bridesmaid. She's a superstar diva determined to steal the fame and glory. Another challenging role, which she's sadly critically overlooked. Yeah. I'm not an Ugly Betty fan, but I did tune in to watch this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a really fun show and it did, it was a very kind of lighthearted take on like, imagine it was, you know, the devil wears Prada, but a bit more kookier and, and funnier. It didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. It was the glee of its day, I guess. I guess it was. Glee in the fashion industry, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been bigger for me, but I, I wasn't switched on. Obviously, I did for this episode. Yes. I remember sitting, waiting. I googled it recently. She actually does a total of three and a half scenes. Oh. And it was big at the time. I remember it being really big at the time that she was yes. going to be on this. Yeah. She clocks in a total of three minutes screen time. Well, the, the entirety of the scene she's in mm-hmm. are three minutes. Right, I see. She's not. The thing that struck me most, she's quite good in it. Yeah. She takes the mick out of herself very well. She mocks like her weight and that she's branding everything. Yeah. Vera Wang shows up to put her in a dress. Coverage of the Wilhelmina Slater wedding continues with superstar maid of honour Victoria Beckham. Right, with the posing and the waving. We all know you're strong enough to raise your arm. Vera Wang original. I don't do that. Oh, booty bop? Wilhelmina, get out here. 
Bride over here. You really think it's okay? Mark. Mark, it's so beyond okay. I'm giving you a booty ball. Mark! Sorry, Willie, look at her in that dress. She made me feel tingly where no girl has ever made me feel tingly. Uh, Vicky, darling, uh, I have a thought. No, not posh. Don't hurt her. Oh. Um, yeah, I love Vera. Love Vera. What it did remind me is, in 2007, Victoria Beckham tried to trademark her own phrase, like her version of, that's hot. No. Can you remember what it is? Uh, that's major. This is major. major. <laughs> this is major. I'm bringing it back. That's definitely a stop trying to make fetch happen moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So in The Ugly Betty, she says it a lot. This is major. And then at one point, she gets locked in a cupboard and she goes, This really is major. Hello? Anybody out there? I think the door's locked. This really is major. It's fantastic. It just doesn't sit with the Victoria Beckham that we have in 2018 either. No, no. it doesn't. No. 2019 now. Oh, God. Where did my life go? <laughs> you wasted it researching the Spice Girls. If you'd like to use Erin as a recording artist, please do get in touch. <laughs> Victoria, I'm willing to re-record your vocals. <laughs> You're out of your mind. <laughs> so in 2007, Major, she launches the first of her perfume. Was it called Major? No, it should have been called Major. <laughs> I thought you were introducing it as, like, Major. <laughs> the perfume. She really dropped the ball on that. Yeah. It would have been, like, a hot pink bottle. Yeah. The Americans major. Love that. Yeah. Surprise, Britney hasn't had Major Fantasy. Oh, she's had <laughs> every other fantasy. Do you know how many perfumes Victoria Beckham... The, well, it's DVB, so it's the Beckham yeah. joint oh, brand. Yes, yeah. So there's his and hers. Yeah. I want to say there's maybe been three or four iterations of it. Is that correct? Three or four. Any I would be really guessing that. I don't know anything about this perfume line. There are 20 what? DVB phrases. So she has, she has six and David has 14. Wow. Oh, of course. Yeah, actually, when I think about it, there's a lot more David Beckham ones. Yeah. So you've got David's are classic, classic blue, classic touch, essence, instinct, instant sport, intense instinct, made of instinct, respect, <laughs> inspired by respect, beyond, beyond forever, om, urban om. Oh. I really hope urban om came out. Around the time she released uh, Let Your Head Go when she was hanging out with Damon Dash. What does yeah. that even mean? Oh, uh, home as in, like, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That yeah. Makes sense. French, I believe. <laughs> well, we do know she released a French-speaking version and of that. And you are multilingual. Life. You've done... You have spoken Spanish and French on I just, podcast. I have. I just said she did a French version of Out of Your Mind, and I meant Mind of, your, mind of Its Own. But imagine if there'd been a French Out of Your Mind. I would have loved that. What do you think you would have said for ice cream? Yeah, out of your mind. <laughs> Quasar. Escargo? Yeah, out of your mind. <laughs> Gelato? Yeah. Italian. Pause. I want to know. I've Googled it. It's not as catchy. Oh, God. Don't come for me, French Twitter. On the horse de vos pensées. On the horse de vos pensées. <laughs> I mean, it, that's a banger right there. We've added the elegance of a French language. Anyway, really? we are digressing. 
The Victoria Beckham fragrances. Hers are signature, signature story, intimately, intimately for him, intimately yours, night woman. Intimately for yours sounds like a spray for down there. (laughs) (laughs) Which conveniently is something a night woman would need. So I'm not sure I would buy that just for that awful name. Do you know what you'd name your fragrance? It's kind of hard because all the cliches are used, aren't they? I always thought I would just be like, nice smell. You know, straight to the point. You'd be like a Tesco basic. <laughs> Essentials. Yeah. You know, like the white with the red and blue <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Value. <laughs> Value by Lauren. <laughs> she also comes out with a first cosmetics line, The Sculpt. So it was a makeup line, had face powders, blush, eyeliner, mascara, lip gloss, lip liner, and some eyeshadows. She launched it in Tokyo. She was big over there. Yeah, I mean, the Japanese love that kind of stuff. Celebrity makeups. Yeah. So this is all in 2007, during the return of the Spice Girls tour as well. Yeah, so like, her, I mean, she is really down for this reunion, isn't she? She is, at this moment in time. Looking back, it made me wonder whether a part of accepting the reunion at this time was because she knew she was going to push herself in America. They had an American leg of the tour. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. And then get a firmer foothold. Mm -hmm. Because she is forward-thinking and calculated. We've said this before. Yeah, very business-oriented. Would explain why she's not that down for it now. I think it would. Well, (laughs) she might be after today's news, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Sorry, baby. Not throwing shade. Just, just telling it like it is here. Also during this time, she's, if you refer to your lookbooks, she made popular the Roulin Mouret moon dress. This was everywhere. Or was it not the galaxy dress? She, well, it, when I looked online, they were calling this moon dress. So there was the two, I think, the moon dress and the galaxy dress. I think they're from the same line. Yes. Because I remember the galaxy dress the most, because this is the one with the shoulders and it yeah. cuts in and there's a little cutout around the bosom. It's yeah, really it's a square necklace. It's quite a square necklace. Yeah. yeah. But there was also the one that's like the star neckline as well. That's it had right. the triangles under the pits and on the mm-hmm. decollage, I believe they call it in French. <laughs> I actually had uh imitation what no i did and it was in shiny black satin and i wore it to my the i think it was we were at the fifth year disco so that would have been like 17 and i thought i was so cool she looked hot yeah she was wearing so much of this i remember mostly because carol vorderman owned the same dress and she wore it all the time it was carol's favorite dress yeah and I loved Carol Borderman. Mm-hmm. I used to teach part-time. I used to teach maths to school kids. And I used to use Carol Borderman's book. They were like friends of friends. Six pound an hour well earned. Wow. I just like the idea of them shopping in the same place. You know, yes. Victoria's looking at dresses and she's just waving over at Carol. Well, we've seen her shop in Tesco at least. <laughs> in 2008, Victoria comes to launch her own fashion label. Mostly focused around dresses again. Mm -hmm. Her first collection was dresses only. They're very structured, based around corsets. The sort of look that she's going for. In 2007, 2008, Victoria was... Everything was very, very structured in what she was wearing. Yeah. And skimpy. Mm -hmm. She also appeared on the cover of Vogue, British Vogue in 2008. That's a big coup. That's a very big nod. Yeah. Not sure she'd done it before. I think she'd featured in Vogue, but I don't think she'd had a cover. Maybe she had, but she'd probably check that. 
Hi guys, it's Erin here. Thanks so much for listening. We love having you as subscribers, but we want to get as many fans as possible involved in this podcast. So why don't you think of five friends? I mean, maybe one's a bit sporty, athleisure vibe. Maybe one's sort of girly, pink bunches type thing. Maybe you've got another who's sophisticated, little black dresses. One that's maybe, you know, scary type, really into animal print. Or maybe you've got one that sort of abandons you in the middle of a tour. Think of five friends and send them a link to your favourite episodes. And remember, you can join our socials for exclusive content and weekly lookbooks. Thank you for listening. We love you for it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right, a tear So I just checked. So they appeared as the Spice Girls in 97. They got a Vogue cover. Not surprised, actually, that the five of them on there. No. 97. But still good, but yeah. the Vogue. Yeah. So that's the beginning of her relationship. How many times do you think she's been the cover star? I want to say twice. Ten times. Wow. That's a lot, isn't it? They expect a lot of them are recent. Like they love putting her on there nowadays. We yeah. just want a year. She's got a really good relationship with them. But I think that was the first one. Mm-hmm. If I just I can't find the first one, so I'm assuming it's then. Yeah. If you yeah. know, please at Pot of the Pop. In the same so in the same year, she also does Indian Vogue in November, Russian Vogue in February, and the regular British Vogue. Although, regular to us. <laughs> Imagine Americans think theirs is the... Yeah. America's yeah. Vogue's probably bigger, isn't it? Yes, yeah. But the British one was the original. Really? Oh, oh. Now everyone's going to tell me I'm wrong. Should we fact check that? Nah. Let's find out. <laughs> so if you want to look at the dresses, I've got them in the lookbook. Yes, please. Uh, first collection. Will you be able to see these Karen? If you turn the brightness up, that would be helpful. I'm trying to save my phone battery. <laughs> it's got this little slinky black number. Lovely. I would actually wear that. If you could afford it. Yeah. I, I presume these are premium prices from the start. Yeah. It's high end. So fashion. it's a very boat neck and it's, you know, it's very midi, like below the knee um, on the shin. Conservative. Yeah. Yeah. This is the structured look. So Yeah. It's... It is a very similar to Roland Moreau. So she plays about with something's being really tight and something's being quite light and flowy. Mm. She doesn't use a lot of prints. No. She's very block colours. Yes. It's very simple, isn't it? There's some nice draping in the grey number. Is that a word you've got from Project Runway? They love talking about draping. Well, it could be that I also got trained <laughs> in dressmaking. <I> Where <laughs> is that? I just love the word draping now. Yeah. It reminds me of Dawn Draper from Mad Men. And also, some of these looks would not look out of place in Mad Men, actually. That's true. Personally, for me, I I wouldn't wear many of them just because they are quite tight-fitting. I think if you are a little curvy... Well, no, actually, I think it emphasises curves. I mean, obviously, it's on very slim models, but, like... I suppose if that that's what's disappointing for me, they are yeah. all very slim, but as fashion as she's we know She's in it, that end, anyway. yeah, she's not going to be... Yeah. I mean, this is not Rihanna Fenty. No. I think the initial is classic. It's classic. She's gone quite conservative. She hasn't gone too out there. It's safe, but, but you know, stylish. There's some lovely shapes mm. there. And so I think 
It was a smart move. They weren't particular. They weren't particularly any surprises there. I think the fashion world would probably be like, okay, she's done something not terrible. She's always very on trend. I think they say she's yeah. really good at spotting trends. Yeah, and getting there. This is her second collection, and it's a bit more. It's a so there's she's playing around with textures and shapes here a bit more. Um, so fair play to her. Victoria Beckham was the one as well in her dress collection that had the zips were really prominent at the back, right? Where you yes. saw the whole of the zip. That was from really early on, wasn't it? Yeah. And everyone's doing that now, right? Yes. So she's actually, yeah, she's actually, there's some surprises here because there's some looks that if I had seen it on, say, the Vivian Westwood catwalk, I would have believed it might have been from that. The bit where it's like got this really blow up bag on the hip. Like, yeah. it's an interesting silhouette. I'm... Things are starting to get a lot more casual now. It's starting to look less like what she would wear. Although she she is a big fan of her own work. Yeah. And she's very good at dressing celebrities. So big names wear her clothes. Yeah. A lot of them are friends. So yeah. she, they probably yeah, just went into her wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> would it be like us when we're getting ready for a fancy dress? No. Very much no. <laughs> 2010, we get more TV from Victoria. She appears as a guest judge in one episode of American Idol. Was it always going to be one episode? Yeah, she was just a, a guest just judge on one of the audition days. She was torn apart by the press a bit at the time, I remember. Mm. It's, there would have been the old, well, what's she doing judging people singing? She can't sing. Look, we've seen Cheryl Cole's first audition. I think you've just got to fake it till you make it. Well, at least Cheryl Cole and all of Girls Aloud, they got through a singing talent competition. So they got through the end. So they had to sing live every week. They had to sing together. They had to show they could dance. But Popstars Arrivals was very dance-oriented. They had all that boot camp where they were learning routines. It was quite heavy, actually. Mm. But we digress. Yes. The press in reviews, the reasons they hated her, they said she was too nice and too thin. She's Mrs. She's too nice now. She's too thin. Yeah. I, they've always been... I think the press have heavily judged Victoria on her appearance, whether it be her thinness or the fact that she doesn't smile much in photos. Yeah. And I can see, like, in the later documentary in 2012, it's become such a, a thing for her. She says kind of through slightly gritted teeth, you know, like, oh, well, imagine I even had a sense of humour. Like, I know I didn't even smile even then. Which is wrong, because you look back at old footage and she did smile. It was, you know, as we've discussed. She actually addresses it head on. So in the clip, she says, they ask her how she's going to be as a judge. And she says, I'm going to try hard to pout and not shatter the illusion that I'm a moody cow. But I don't know if I can do that. I'm just so happy. (laughs) Sense of humour spice. Sense of humour spice. Definitely. The Daily Mail were releasing articles before it was aired saying she'd tried to charm people by shaking their hands, but they would have been too distracted by her sinewy shoulders. I mean, the daily feel, like, why so would you even listen to them, yeah. I've, I've watched it back. You can watch it on YouTube. Thank you, Victoria Beckham fans Brazil. <laughs> I'd say it was unremarkable watching it back. Yeah. She, she She's not been edited in lots. Yeah. And it's not a big show. It's... It's not Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj, you know what I mean, where it's hilarity all the way through. She mostly avoided mentioning any of the vocals and focused more on on the people, which is quite nice. She complimented them a lot. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. nice jeans. I love your outfit. Yeah. Um, 
I guess at this point, you know, she's she's truly into her fashion, so she's trying to push that as her image and move away from the Spice Girls image. Yeah, she's very, very English in it. She talks very, that clipped English that she's adopted more as mm. time has gone on. Victoria? Yeah, I think you're great. I mean, you look fantastic. You're one of my favourites that I've seen. You're very I'm sultry. Really There's a sultry. Yes. Yeah, sultry. Yes. That's good. I don't think I could do a judge show like this. No. I don't think I could sit there. My biggest fear is someone singing a cappella to me. I'd, I'd, I'd crawl up and die. And that's what it is, isn't it? In these judges' rooms, they sing a cappella at them. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't. I just... <laughs> My worst fear is on a date or like in a relationship, someone proposing to you a cappella at a table that's <laughs> singing. Like, long. Like, the whole three minutes of the song. Oh, wow. I that's, couldn't. That's a bit like when Jerry sings Wannabe on Australian... <sighs> My biggest fear is Jerry will sing a cappella That day. went far too on, far too long. That could have been cut in half. But anyway. <laughs> you think Jerry Hallow, I could have been cut in half. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> Just the song. In 2011, she adds handbags to her label. And she debuts at London Fashion Week in 2011 as well. Mm-hmm. She wins Designer Brand of the Year at the British Fashion Awards. That is not to be snuffed up. Within three years of launching. Yeah, that is quite impressive. By this point, she has surprised everybody and has actually earned the respect of the industry. Um, and, you know, I've been reading about it and... Unlike a lot of other celebrity-backed brands, she is actually involved in all elements production. She's in development. Fun. Yeah, she she is actually leading it as a designer does, rather than just wearing it. Rather than just wearing it or just tacking her name on it, you know, like it's yeah, it's impressive. It's very impressive, and she obviously must have spent a lot of time teaching herself or having, you know, all she knew a lot of people I suppose and so she took the time to really learn the craft. I suppose she slowly edged her way into it. So she yeah. launched her own label in 2008. There would yeah. have been four or five years of collaborations by that point. Yes. With the jeans and the jewelry, she had a sunglasses line. Yeah. So she would have been slowly learning about the process yes. and trying to gain a bit of respect. Mm-hmm. At New York Fashion Week in 2011, she was the most talked about designer on Twitter. I don't know how that fits as an accolade, but... No, it, it, she's she's generating buzz. She's not a space girl, or she's not just a space girl now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, she's long dropped that yeah, label at yeah. this point. And I think what is driving some of that buzz is the surprise element. People right. are like, oh, she is actually surprising us. She is creating good product. In 2011, this is also the time that the Beckhams have their much-anticipated daughter... Really, yeah, really happy about this. Um, One thing I did notice when she was pregnant, she did seem to hide the pregnancy almost. She did wear kind of baggier clothes. She was a big fan of ponchos, I remember. Yeah, I suppose it's hard when you're in fashion and your style is very tailored, very structured, Mm. to then be pregnant. We do get a few pregnant looks from her. So she attends the royal wedding of Prince William and Kate Middleton in black. She's wearing a hat. So this is the wedding where the princesses, Eugenie and Beatrice, Beatrice are heavily mocked for their yeah. hat wear. Yeah. Victoria Beckham's hat isn't too dissimilar. No. It doesn't have as much, shall we say, flair. Yes. But it's the same sort of... Yeah. Is that, is that a pillbox hat? Are you going to tell me? So at William's wedding, I mean, I do love this look. She's wearing navy. And is it not black? No, it's navy. It's black in the late, in Harry's wedding. Okay. So. That looks like black to me. Yeah, it's navy. In William's wedding, 
This is like an oval pillbox on the front of her head, and it's an interesting style. She's, you know, fashion forward, but it's it's still like it's quite elegant, and you know, she's got the kind of uh flared drop dropped at the back hemline. High like, heels as well. And very high heels, as always. I mean, I think she looks great. And yeah, she can make out a tiny, tiny bump. I mean, it's barely there. Well, I, I think since she's quite heavily pregnant, I think, at this point. Yeah. Which is surprising. She's just someone who doesn't show very much. She did in this picture is flattering. Yeah. Not that she looked bad, but it's not showing the bump as much. There were other pictures where you could see it when she's... Mm. This is front on the picture. Yeah. When the, she was side on, you could see it much more. Mm. That's a dark colour. Yeah. It's apparently not black. Yeah. It's hiding it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in the recent uh, Harry's wedding, she did get some flack again from the press for being... I remember sitting there, my own grandmother was like, why is she dressed in black? Why does she look like she's going to a funeral? Because she's Victoria Beckham. She can do what she likes. Yeah, well, exactly. She doesn't mind black at a wedding, though, if you remember. Yeah. Mel B wore black for her wedding. Oh, after she <laughs> spot her own dress. <laughs> That's a made-up rumour. Yeah, so she's she's always been good about people wearing white to her wedding or people wearing black to her wedding. Yeah. She's non-traditional about the colours. Yeah. I mean, she wore, what was it, to her own wedding? <laughs> she wore a rice pudding. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Ivory. Yeah. So they do have their daughter, Harper. Lovely name. They had wanted a girl for a long time. Yeah, oh, and that was obvious. Yeah. Because they'd had the three boys by this point. Yeah. Brooklyn, Romeo and Cruz. Mm-hmm. And Cruz, they did get a bit of jibes for the way they brought Cruz up. So Cruz is a Spanish girl's name, apparently. I right. think it might be an intersectional name. Mm-hmm. If that's the right way for something that can do non- both. Non-binary name. I don't think non, you'd call non, it a non-binary. Non, non-gender, like, non-gender yeah, specific. Like Joe. Okay. Like Joes can be boys and girls. Yeah. So, yeah, non-gender specific. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But they called it a girl's name in the press at the time. And also they didn't cut his hair for a long time as well. So he had, like, long hair and they were yeah. saying, oh, they're treating him like a girl. As I, ever, the judgment is pretty harsh from the tabloids. As always. But they do get little Harper. This is what I think is funny about Harper. She's always grown up in America. So she's a little American girl. Yeah. She has an American accent. Yeah. She's at school in London, though. She might be now, but I'm sure she grew up yes. in LA. And she has, yeah, an American accent. Victoria's talked about it before. It's funny. She's adorable. I love watching the little mother bits between... Harper and Victoria on Instagram. Mm -hmm. For me, it was quite surprising that Victoria shows her personal life on Instagram. I thought it would be very, this is my business, this is my new dress, but it's really, really endearing to see her, you know, when she posts things to, you know, David Beckham on his birthday, or she'll post a picture of Harper walking to school. For me, that just shows that soft maternal side of Victoria that we haven't always seen. Because she didn't start that way online. Social media was very business business. We see those pictures in the press. She's got sunglasses on. She's not smiling. She looks miserable. She's walking to a car or to to a restaurant. So you don't see that happy-go-lucky side, but it's definitely there. Yeah, Mm. sense of humour spice. She really shows more of that. I love Mm. the video where she shows Harper the five Spice Girls dolls. So there's these clip videos where she's showing them and then she reveals to Harper that she's the one in the middle. Mummy was a pop star. Because Harper wouldn't have known. Mummy was never a pop star. No. Mummy was in fashion as far as she knew. Yeah. Joan Rivers used to do a joke that 
Mummy was zipped up and gone. <laughs> I want to take a little diversion here as well, because one thing we've not talked about at all through any of the girls, really, but particularly with the Beckhams, is philanthropy. Mm-hmm. So they're really big on their charity work. They're patrons of the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Her work with Save the Children under a nomination for an award. A Do Something with Style Award. I don't know what that is. In style, that would have been for a fashion brand. Perhaps. It was produced by VH1. It was yeah. found online. Because I know that they've always worked very heavily and they're very quick to talk about charity mm-hmm. in all interviews and whenever there's a press opportunity. Yeah. I don't mean that in a, they love to remind people. No. I mean that in a... They want to They take it. the opportunity to promote it. Exactly. Yeah. So fashion-wise, she's really heavy on promoting the use of synthetic and faux fur as well. Mm. She's earned quite a lot of praise from Peter for that. Yeah. Remember Peter? He made it from Tellerose. <laughs> Of yeah. taking a really big stand against that. Mm. Which surprises me, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought she was so moralistic on that sort of thing. Well, I imagine she does use uh, other animal products in the brand. But no fur, so... Every one of her dresses is made with palm oil. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm joking. I yeah. don't specifically remember the Spice Girls ever wearing fur. I'm sure there is pictures. Full fur. It was very of the 90s, wasn't it? Well, in the engagement she gets engaged to David Beckham. She has that black coat on, doesn't she, with the fur collar? Yes, that's right. I imagine that was fur, maybe. Yeah. Probably because she couldn't, well, she would have been able to at that time afford real fur (laughs) at that time, yeah. But I imagine growing up, they wouldn't know. No, no. 2014, she joined the Ban Bossy campaign as a spokesperson that was advocating leadership roles for girls. I think you can really see through some of this work the evolution from girl power. Yeah. More so maybe than with some of the other girls. The things Victoria gets herself involved in. Mm. And when she talks about fashion, she talks about it from a clothing can be empowering to women. I design dresses so that women can wear them and they can feel confident and good and they can go out and Mm. nail their day. Yeah. I think the thing about Victoria is that when you actually hear her speak about these issues about um, about her brand. She's very articulate, and unlike other members who will not be named, I think she lives what she always said about girl power. Like yeah. she does. She loves her family, but she's also independent, driven, and but also supports other women. And that I think people forget that she definitely promotes her philosophy of girl power through yeah. you know her projects. Definitely. Well, in 2014, she also opens her first store in London. Mm-hmm. She markets it with an incredible Vogue video. It's on Bond Street, is that right? I think so. I think it is. I'm not really its key clientele, given that I don't have millions of pounds. <laughs> Unless we get sponsorship from Tesco's. <laughs> or Bond Street. Or South Lanarkshire Libraries. <laughs> the 73 questions. I'm going to play a clip. Yeah. Do you guys want to watch it? Yes, I've let's do it. It's great. Myself. I've seen it, yeah. Hey, Daniel, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Victoria. Good, good. Hey, it's good to see you. Hi, welcome. Thank you. I came from America to ask you 73 questions in your new store. Thank you. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? I check on my kids. What's a daily ritual? I'm up at 6 a.m. working out. Do you have any pets? That'll be Coco Chanel, the bulldog who lives in L.A. Do you have any pet names for your kids? I do, but if I tell you, they'll be mortified. What's one rule your kids consistently ignore? Don't play football in the house. What's the greatest thing you've learned from your kids? How to play football in the house and how to love unconditionally. You pick up any slang from them? I have no idea, dude. All right, let's check out this store. What is your favorite color? 
Sunset orange. What's your favorite flavor? Salt. What's your favorite spice? Posh. What's your secret talent? I used to be able to juggle. What's a movie that made you cry the hardest? Twelve Years a Slave. Movie that made you laugh the hardest? We're the Millers. Heels or flats? Both. Diamonds or pearls? Both. We love Prince. Harry or William? Oh, you can't make me choose. What's the best fashion secret you've ever learned? Less is more. If you ran the world, what's one law you would enact? If? Do you mean when? When I run the world, I'm going to make it the law that everybody has to do a little something philanthropic. If you had to wear one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Knickers. Sense of humor spice. Sense of humor spice. Amazing. She's really sending herself up a yes. bit, but still very seriously showing around her shop. Yeah. It's not the same Victoria we got in the Tesco adverts. No. She's no. a little bit more stilted, but it's... Yeah, it's funny because I couldn't quite tell the tone of it. I was like, is she putting on a persona or is this actually her? It's a bit more contrived. I mean, it's all shot in one take, presumably. It's 73 questions. She's having to answer and walk at the same time. It's a lot. It's not easy to do. Uh, uh, (laughs) Is that good? Yeah, sometimes the easiest things are the hardest, you know. Uh, uh, uh. It's definitely rehearsed, but I think it, the answers yeah. are great, and she's shown her love for David, her love for kids, and you know she enjoys what she does. It's really obvious. I think she has a really good balance in that as well of answering things seriously, mm-hmm. of acknowledging she was a Spice Girl, talking about her family, and showing yeah. a lot of love there. Her bad skin—that I mean, what a revelation, you know. <laughs> yeah. Some of my favourite answers. Favourite flavour? Salt? Hmm. I should do. Is that... Well, okay. (laughs) I like it when she says, if you had to wear one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? And she says knickers, which presumably explains the entire concept for the headlines video. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it when she says, why don't you smile? And she's like, I'm smiling on the inside. And also that she has a responsibility to the fashion industry. She must always look miserable. Is that... (laughs) She would like to sleep and work out at the same time. I think that's an excellent idea. At least when she worked out, that's good to know. 6am she works out, so do I. So do I. (laughs) We're the same. Maybe VB, if you're listening, we'll be your gym buddies. (laughs) Yeah. I've watched this video so many times now. I've managed to spot loads of little mistakes. Like, he says to her at one point, oh, can I try those other sunglasses? And she picks up an identical pair of sunglasses. Yeah. I don't know whether that's a mistake or that they just all look the same. (laughs) And the guy at the end, he's wrapped up the sunglasses, which seems to have taken him ages, to be fair. Victoria's answered 30 questions in this time. Yeah. And he's managed to put a pair of sunglasses in a box. And he goes to type up the bag, but she snatches it off of him before he sees. And he's just stood there holding a sticker for a moment before he's like, I'm going to throw this away before she notices. (laughs) It's a great shot, though. She's great. She too is waiting for her Outstanding Achievement Award for Spice World, alongside the other four. Yeah. (laughs) And this continues a trend of Vogue appearances Mm -hmm. that are nothing short of iconic. So in 2017, she pens a letter to her 18-year-old self. Wow, this was so raw and so open and honest. I was really surprised when I read it. I thought it would be the usual genetic stuff. You know, even... 
you know, things will work out in the end. That's kind of general stuff, but she really gets into the nitty gritty, you know, about her appearance, about her weight, about even touching on the Rebecca Lewis thing in a little tiny bit of detail. You know, you know she's seen enough that we know what she's talking about without yeah. her actually explicitly saying something. Mm-hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised when I read this. It's very long and yeah. she's very specific in it. Yeah. She talks about specific moments and specific events, such as, like you said, her weight, her appearance. This is the first time she really confirms around her boob job as well. Yeah. She says, you don't need to play around with your boobs so much. People will notice. And it's not necessary. And again, she's not saying I had breast enhancing surgery, but we all know that's yeah. exactly what she's They're saying. They're very good at that, aren't they, the Beckhams, actually, of yes. saying yes without saying yes. They reveal just enough to humanise them, but then also try and hold on to their privacy. I think this was an extremely humanising letter. Yeah. Very useful, actually, to... I bet this would be a great letter for Harper to read in 10 years' time. Yeah. Uh, my opinion of her, you know, it really jumped up after reading it. I really like in this letter that some of the things that are in brackets are actually things that she has now accomplished, uh, such as, in fact, you will want your own makeup brand. Yeah, it's it's like... She's not quite boasting. She's being proud of herself. And, you know, why shouldn't she? She should be praising herself. She's accomplished so much. And I think we're always so quick to, oh, that person's being boastful. But there's a way of doing it, and I think this is exactly that way. Well, she would have spent a long time in America where they encourage you to be like that. They're like, yeah, go, get bigger, bigger, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, that's no surprise to me that they're over there. Mm-hmm. There's very specific advice in there as, here, as well, isn't there? You know, never let a makeup artist shave your eyebrows. Wow. Wow. So she did The effect point. lasts forever. And it just made me think, oh my gosh, what a daily struggle. Mm. <laughs> Who did that to her? <laughs> Makeup artist, if you're listening, please get in touch. <laughs> At Pot of the Pot. You know, yeah. uh, David still has a ticket from when he asked for a number. He still has a London to Manchester plane ticket in which you wrote, in which Victoria wrote her number. Oh, Isn't that just so That's old school sweet. as well, writing down your number. Yeah. yeah. It will hurt you when people comment on your weight. It will continue to upset you whatever age you are because we women are very tough on ourselves. That's quite sad to hear, but refreshing to know that she is human like the rest of us. I find it interesting when she says the judges of the competition for the Spice Girls will match you to four other girls, all misfits in their own ways. She's always been one to recognise people that have helped her on her journey yeah, and to be proud of those people and to do that in a really loving way. And I think this is just another great example of that, her Mm. taking this chance to, to talk about them. It's almost at a point now where she brings up the Spice Girls more than interviewers and people. Yeah, because sometimes I wonder, like, watching the later documentary footage, compared to the others, sometimes she seems a little standoffish about it. Like, maybe she's talked about it too much. She's a little... She's got other things in her mind now. Understandably, you know, she's kind of, she's been through this. She's talked about how they once queued up in a doll queue and things like that. But I do think she really does value their time together and them as friends. You will be super, super successful, but you will find out that you can lose it all much more quickly than you can earn it. That is a hard lesson to learn. Collectively, I now see the Spice Girls were victims of our own success. 
believing we could do anything, but the sky was the limit, that we could do it all on our own. You will learn from that, and when you have another opportunity, you will not lose it again. It's a direct note regarding Simon Fuller. Mm. And then firing him as a manager, he now works with her very closely and has Mm -hmm. done over the years. Well, she owes a lot of her career to him. I mean, without him taking them on, you don't know what way their paths could have went. I think they would have found a way, but they've definitely been able to do more and quicker. All in all, a really great letter. Presuming she wrote it all herself as well. Very eloquent. Yeah. Following that, we also get her launch an affordable range with Target as part of her fashion label. Okay, this is a really smart move because I think one of the major issues for her is that, yeah, she has earned the respect of those in fashion, but when there's so much competition in the luxury line, those who can afford it, are they going to choose her? And she's, and the fact that she's a massive name with, you know, more of the kind of normal consumer, the more middle class consumer, you know, high street, you know, she has the, she would have the ability to sell there. So doing a line with Target in the US, I think makes a lot of sense. We should probably talk here about the success of her fashion labels, especially financially. There's been a lot of questions about how much money her line is actually making, specifically saying that Beckham Holdings, which is the the bigger part of their brand that all of their businesses go through, have been holding it up financially, injecting large chunks of money into the label and that it wouldn't be able to stand on its own. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the brand is actually, as we record, currently in the papers for its reported losses. But it always has been. That's definitely been a theme over the last few years. When they first were pictured together in 2018, that was the statement that Victoria was going back because she needed the money to save. Save was the word they used in her fashion line. Yeah, I think it's very critically acclaimed, but... It's that they're, you know, the profit margins aren't there. I don't know if that's true and that's not just the press or creative taxing either. Mm. Because what we don't know is where money goes through all of their different businesses as well and how things are being accounted for and maybe some things are shown as losses when they're not really losses. She's definitely managed to expand. When she set up, it was a business where she hired just four people. Yeah. She now has an office with over 100 people working for her. She's opened stores. She's continued to do She had a collaboration nights. with Reebok. That was a blinking, you'll miss it. But it was earlier uh, this year. I blinked. Yeah, and you missed. So I missed. Yeah. I think we should say about Target that it did sell out very quickly in the stores. Yeah, she was it very was, successful It was there. very, very popular. So that might be an avenue that she might look into further down the line yeah I mean it might even be an idea for her to do like a lot of brands do do a line that's for a lower price bracket through and it's the kind of thing that may filter down to TK Maxx and then there's ability that you know the more of the public will be able to purchase the label and it can grow from there it is a difficult time just overall for the industry people are spending fashion fashion at whole discounts and sales are almost constant now so the fact that she's still trying to really hang on and try and make the success in this atmosphere i would say she's hanging on and making a success i think she's constantly diversifying trying new avenues yeah she's very creative so I mean, she's just exploring different things. And I think she seems to enjoy all of them. 
It doesn't feel desperate. No. It's that hanging on when you said, I was, it doesn't feel like she's hanging on actually. I used it feels the wrong like words. she's thriving. Yes. She's thriving, but the brand may not. Ooh, strong words. What? I'm just telling it like it is. I, I disagree. She may just have to take out, you know, give herself less of a wage from the business. I don't think she's worried about that. <laughs> and that's what's great actually about the Beckhams. They don't worry about money as much because they have their fingers in so many projects literally you know whereas they must have done earlier on when you think about the deal she did for her autobiography when she sold it to two to three papers at once it was clever for money's sake back then now i wonder whether they're just more about global reach and their achievements and thinking about their legacy who they will be i think it also helps that he has relaxed a lot because he's retired now and so he's just doing, he can do a lot more of looking after the kids and while she's really pushing her career. Well, he's retired from football, but he's got a lot going on. He was modelling for Calvin Klein and he's got his own brands. All those fragrances don't sell themselves. Indeed. Urban home. <laughs> Intimate for her. <laughs> Night woman. There's two more points I want to get through. One is generally over this period, there are two things I think start to bring justice to the musical solo career of Victoria Beckham. One is, and it's pre this episode really, but we missed it before because it fits better here. One of her unreleased album tracks is recorded by none other than chief collaborator, Beyonce Knowles. Wow. wow. A track called Resentment. Let's hear Victoria's version and then we'll play immediately after Beyonce's version. I wish I could believe you, then I'd be alright But now everything you told me really don't apply To the way I feel inside Loving you was easy once upon a time But now my suspicions of you have multiplied And it's all because you lie, I may never understand why I'm doing the best that I can, but I just can't seem to get over the way you hurt me. Don't know why you gave another who didn't mean a thing. No, everything.
I mean, there's no doubt that Beyonce's singing her under the table. But Victoria's given a good go in this. She is. When you compare it to sound of the first album, which is very auto-tuned, they're not giving her much space to sing. She's having a good go. Yeah. Reading the lyrics there, I straight away thought, is this after the Rebecca Lewis scandal? It would have been, yeah, because it would have been that time she was working with Damon Dash. Yeah. So, yeah. The lyrics definitely felt quite raw and relevant to Victoria's life at that point. Beyonce loves this song. She sings She sings it live and mm. she's a big fan of it. And we know she's also been a woman that's had some heartbreak in her time. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know timeline-wise whether that stuff would have been... Because we don't really know what happened with Beyonce and Jay-Z and when it happened. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know whether this song would have preceded that because I don't know when that happened. Yeah. Allegedly. If you know. <laughs> Is that allegedly anymore, though? Because I think they both... I mean, they've both done albums about it. I mean, she wrote Hall of Lemonade about the the downs and then the forgiveness. But has he she? come out and said, I cheated? He like, did an album, 444. But has he pretty much yeah. released a statement yeah. and said, I cheated? Well, they don't release statements in interviews no. anymore. Their statements are their albums. And that's Artistic why Jay-Z and Beyonce are actually quite like the Beckhams. They're yeah. very good at giving... Just the right amount of information, but not too much. But let's not think it's completely all them. They have the best PR and the best media, you know, people out there telling them exactly what to say. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to end on a positive note, because in 2018, the Victoria Beckham label has been around for 10 years. And to celebrate, who better for her to celebrate with than, of course, Vogue. So she does a cover shoot and she does a video to promote this cover shoot and it is probably the best piece of work Victoria Beckham has created in a long time. Do you remember it? No, let's watch it. Victoria, do you want to tell us what we're doing today? Today we're here at Vogue and we are shooting a cover story celebrating the rich and inspiring history of one of the most enduring style icons of, of all time. Me, Victoria Beckham. What I want, what I really, really want, is me, four other women, one sporty, bit of an athleisure direction, another one that's younger, lots of pink, pigtails, one that's very glamorous, full-on leopard print, and then another one that's super, super sexy. We've got big boobs, red hair, that kind of thing. Look, Victoria... Edward... I'm giving you everything. All that joy can bring. This, I swear, and all that I want from you is the promise that you're going to at least give my idea a shot. Spice up your life, Edward. Just spice up your life. So the premise of the video is 10 years of the label. They're doing a cover shoot for Vogue. She's celebrating a decade of elegance by bringing in all of the looks from the brand. Vogue is supplying those and Victoria is just bringing through a few key pieces from her life. Enter a lorry. I literally nearly wear myself when she is just like backing up the lorry and all you hear is beep, beep, beep. She's a comic gold goddess. She is. Literally gold after Charlotte Tilbury has painted her. Yes. Which credit goes to show the names that she's got in yeah. doing this 
six minute promo. Yeah, definitely. Her skin is looking fantastic. She's just looking amazing, really young, youthful, but also there's that little glint in her eye. You can just tell that she knows she's having fun. Well, she looks like she's about to crack any minute. She's really struggling to hold face. Yes. So we see all of the looks from her career. You get her wedding dress, you get the cat suits, she's got the hair pieces on stands, she pulls in the throne from the wedding. She's taking... It's just... It's actually just genius how much she's sending herself up. They, she's even, we're seeing a return of the amazing poses from the fashion shoots, the original fashion yeah, shoots. The point and stare. Yeah. She makes a reference to her mic being turned off during the Spice Girls. Well, that's the best bit, yeah. Great. Um, excuse me, I'm just terrified of microphones. They're mostly turned off around me or <laughs> turned out really loud. I love it. The satire, it's great. And she sits there in the robe from the Let Your Head Go video and recites song lyrics to the director of Vogue talks exclusively in song lyrics for most of the footage. It's actually genius. Such a great celebration of where she is Mm -hmm. and without being too overdone. Yes. Which I think is a great place to end the series. Mm -hmm. So the next episode will be about us talking about how they led up to a reunion and then the show. But we should end on Victoria. So she has launched a global fashion label. She's won awards as a designer. She's still maintained a position as one of the most photographed women in the world. How much is she worth? 350 million. Allegedly. And that's at the Beckhams as a pair, I assume. Yes. Because they are inseparable. Given that, would we give this era a different spice name? No, I love professional spice. What do you guys think? I still Half the torch for uh, Sense of Humour Spice. I really like Sense of Humour Spice. Okay, and maybe in light of that last Vogue video. I think it would be unworthy of us not to consider the title of Vogue Spice. Oh. Because she does so much Vogue at this time. She is in Vogue. She's on Vogue. Yeah. Imagine her recording all of the parts to an on Vogue song and releasing it. Love it. No one else wants to imagine that. (laughs) So we've got the choices. Professional Spice, Sense of Humour Spice, or Vogue Spice? I'm actually going to stick with Sense of Humour Spice because she's been through so much and she's still smiling and enjoying life. You accept that, Lauren? Just not smiling in photos, but yeah, she is actually she's smiling. laughing about it. She's smiling on the inside. Yeah, okay, I will agree. Maybe she's Vogue Spice, but Sense of Humour Spice on the inside. That's right. She's like an aardvark. She's... <laughs> Like an aardvark? <laughs> no, that advert was like, hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Armadillo. Not aardvark. Just so <laughs> that, that. <laughs> yeah? Yep. Pound. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that good? Yeah, sometimes the easiest things are the hardest, you know. Ah. Uh,